We've had several entrepreneurs who are fitness professionals on Imperfect Action. Going all the way back to episode 11, we had Austin Holsey. He's the CEO of NutriFit. And then uh, episode 17, we had Bill Courtright, who is a former bodybuilding champion, uh, still looks like a bodybuilding champion, even though it's been a few decades. And he is actually focused on stress mastery, amongst many other things. And then episode 18, we had Kat Tripoli, who was also, uh, in fact, she was a world bodybuilding champion and is now uh, an entrepreneur, owns uh, a gym or two. And then episode 41, Chanel Holmgren, uh, also uh, has a great backstory. I encourage you to go, in fact, I encourage you to go listen to all th uh, four of those episodes. In fact, three of them are not only uh, fitness professionals and entrepreneurs, they're also authors. But today's episode, episode 74, we have Diamond Grant. And not only is Diamond a, a trainer, and in incredible shape himself, but he also has his own clothing line. So it's more for him, it's more than just uh, training people. He has other business ventures as well. I, this was a great episode. I really enjoyed my conversation with him. So can't wait to share it with you today. Hello, everybody. This, of course, is Brock Edwards, and the show is Imperfect Action. And today, my, uh, my guest, I can't even get the words out. I'm really excited to talk to him. It's uh, Diamond Grant. And Diamond, go ahead and introduce yourself. Absolutely. Hey, hey Brock, I just want to say thanks for having me on here. Um, words cannot describe the amount of gratitude that I have in my heart right now. I'm grateful to talk to you about you know where I'm from, all that. So, I'm Diamond Grant, and I'm originally from Liberia, West Africa, but um, I'm also a fitness enthusiast. You know, my goal is to help people become better physically and also, you know, become the better version of themselves mentally. And um, I'm an entrepreneur, or I should say, an uh, aspiring entrepreneur, you know, trying to like learn more about business, going through and everything. Yeah. So, uh, so you are a fitness entrepreneur and you say, described it, I, I think as fitness, fitness enthusiast. Enthusiast. Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, how long ha have you had your, your fitness business? So it's, uh, well, and, and what's the name of your business? Um, diamond fit life. Awesome. And, and how long have you been doing that diamond? Um, for about three years, the actually the actual business for about three years now, but I've been super into fitness for about 10 years now. Okay. So, you know, a, a lot of people out there are, you know, wanting to be in, in better shape. What in what inspired you? What what clicked in your head where you went, yes, I'm now a fitness enthusiast a decade ago? Um, what really inspired me, because growing up I was just very insecure about, you know, the way I look. I didn't really feel confident and I felt like I could I couldn't really defend myself. So based on all the insecurities that I had, I decided, like, what can I do to like, actually transform who I am as a person? So I started working out, you know, started getting bigger. And the discipline that you develop from working out, you know, start to like transfer in other areas of your life. By working out, I started, I started to build more self-confidence. I started to feel good about myself. And I was like, man, I'm sure there might be other young boys who might be going through what I went through, who feel insecure, who don't feel confident enough. So by how working actually helped me to become the man I am, I decided that I should like focus on that and help 
other people who might be going through the same issues that I once felt earlier, you know, throughout my teenage and young adult life. And who is, who do you typically work with? I mean, what, do you have a typical client? Um, typical client for me, not really, you know, I don't have like a typical client, just anybody who is just, you know, who are trying to change their life for the better, you know, males, females, boys, young adults, just people who are hungry and willing to make a change. Cool. So those are so, people I really work with. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I, I love the approach. It wasn't just uh, well, I need a job. What can I do? Well, you know, I, I know how to pick up weights. So I'll go do that. But you know, there, there's more to it there. You, you're wanting to help people transform and help them get that confidence that, that you got from it. What's the transition been like for you? You know, a lot of, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs on this show. And so for, you know, about seven years, you're this fitness enthusiast. And then one day you say, yeah, I want to help others, which sounds awesome. And then you start a business and there, there's some realities that go with having a business. So what was that right. transition like for you? Um, it, it was actually, it was hard, but I enjoy the process because it's something I always I was always passionate about. And one thing I have learned from working out, everything takes time. You know, you're not going to build an empire in one night. You're not going to accomplish, um, you're not going to run a marathon in like an hour, right? Everything takes time, dedication, hard work, sacrifice. So for me personally, I love the process, right? Just having like a thought in your head, having an idea that you want to do. And now seeing, seeing that idea starting to become tangible objects, seeing the idea trying to be, become real. So that was like my, you know, inspiration to keep going. So it was rough in the beginning, but time goes by when I kept pushing, I kept working on it. It started to become a lot easier. And I actually had people actually reaching out to me instead of me going out there to get clients. So the transition had been a lot smoother within the past year and a half, even though in the beginning, in the early stages, it was hard. You know, so many days I was up just thinking about ideas. How can I get this rolling? Because I also started a clothing brand, you know, that will like help to like support what I'm doing. And that was hard in the beginning, like I said, but I kept working on that and gradually it's starting to take off. Which took off first? I'm curious, the clothing brand or the, the fitness business? The fitness business actually took off first. Okay. Now, how did yeah. you, how did you differentiate yourself? Cause there's a lot of fitness professionals out there in the world. What, what Absolutely. made you stand out? Um, for me, it's just like, I think because I was in the position before that I didn't feel good about myself, you know, knowing I was very insecure about myself. So my goal in this to actually help people because I knew how I once felt before. So I think that's really set me apart going in. It's not just about the money because I was doing, even when I first started, I had like a group workout for the community. So basically I was like training people for free. So all my friends who were trying to get in shape, I was like, you guys can come over. So basically I was doing it without any money, you know, without anything in, uh, to get in return. So for me, it's just got like my motivation and my passion to actually help people, to see people become better. That thing that really set me apart from, you know, people who are doing it just because of the money or just because they think uh, it's an easy way to like get started or start a business. So, so you mentioned that an easy way to get started, start, start a business. Um, what what have been some of the things that were were surprising to you when, when you got into the business that you didn't expect? Mm, something was surprising to me that I didn't expect. That's a really really good quick, quick question. Um, to be honest, I wasn't really really surprised, you know, because like I said earlier, I knew it was gonna be hard, 
because anything that really worth it takes time, you know, it takes commitment, it takes sacrifice. Um, what, what I didn't expect, I think just other people who are in the industry sometimes doesn't really support you. You know, that I, it was kind of strange to like seeing people who are doing something similar, but doesn't really support you because they now think you are a threat to them. They, they now think that you might all oh, take some of their clients away. That was a little surprising to me. It's funny, you know, it's different in different fields or, or different areas where sometimes there, there's a strong sense of competition and other times it's more of a, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. And do you have, I mean, can you speculate at all as to, is that something unique to the fitness industry or is it just kind of the area you're in that, that kind of, hey, we're, we're competition? Um, I would say mostly the area, right? Because I think, like I said, I'm still an aspiring entrepreneur because I have other businesses that I'm working on. And also, like, I do fitness on the side because I still have a full-time job. You know, I still work in a corporate. So fitness was something, you know, I'm still, like, working on my career. But the business was something I was building on the side. But just by seeing people who was already in the business not being supportive or not wanting to, wanting to help you out, or whenever you have questions, you know, it, it, like let's talk about like the clothing brand for a second, right? So when I first started the clothing brand, um, I reached out to a similar people, you know, who have clothing companies going on, you know, just to talk to them about, oh man, what it's like to like, you know, find manufacturer locally in the U.S. Some of like people I actually knew wasn't able to like wasn't trying to give me those um, questions that you know answers to the question I was asking for because you know they they were afraid that oh now he's gonna like. It's competition, you know. So those are some of the stuff I'm talking about. But other than that, there was a lot of people that I met who was very, very receptive, who were very, very helpful. You know, we brainstorm. You know, just aspiring entrepreneurs who was very, very helpful as well. But just certain people who were kind of like not willing to share, right? Because they feel like, oh, I was a threat to them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Uh... That's interesting. I mean, I guess good news, uh, you know, right from the start, they they see you as a competition. Bad news that you know you don't you don't get any help from them. Yeah. Um, so well, I mean, yeah. that's, that's good though because I feel like by not get, getting help, now you are, you know, inspired to work a lot more harder, right? Because mm. you, you believe that okay, people. Because I don't believe in handout, right? I don't think that people should like give you, you know, the recipe to like you know go out there and make things happen. But I believe if you have people in your circle, you know, that you that you trust, they should share ideas and stuff. But by not having those help, I think it makes me to like really work harder to go and actually pursue of what I really wanted. And I'm starting to see like great results. Ideally, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, next Tuesday, you know, whenever it all happens for yeah. you, what 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 is that? um what level of success do you have in your mind? I mean, what does that look like to you? And I don't mean a dollar amount, but just right. how do you know when you get to the part where you go, yeah, this is what I was striving for? Um, like, one of my goals is actually just make a difference in this world, you know, because I want to go back. Because I'm originally, I was born in Liberia, West Africa. So one of my goals is to actually go back in Africa and just, you know, pull places of the world and be able to, like, build wells, be able to, like, provi provide drinking waters, be able to, like, help people out who don't have those means. So that's one of my goals. So if I can reach to that point that I'm able to, like, help people out, to be help people become better, to change people's lives, to me, then I think, oh, I, I reached the level that I always wanted to be because that's always been my passion to eventually be able to like help people who are going through a whole lot. 
and give back to the community. And for me, it's not just about oh, a certain amount of money or a dollar's amount. It's just about being able to like change other people's lives and to help other people become better. Why is that so important to you, Diamond? Um, because I grew up, you know, in that environment without having a whole lot, and I know what it's like, you know, not having the things that we take for granted, such as water, you know, such as just like food and and little things like that. It really makes a big difference if you are actually in that environment if you don't have it. So I just want to be able to like provide for kids, you know, people who might be in that situation who don't have it. I just want to be the one to like actually help them out, you know, and and just make a difference in their lives. All right. So you're making a difference. You are, well, you're a busy guy because I, I, and I didn't realize this, but you mentioned that, you know, the, the, the Diamond Fit Life, the, the clothing brand, as well as your, your training business. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, you, you mentioned you also have a full-time job on top of all of that. Correct. Yes. So, working <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, how do you get all that done? Ah, man, it's hard, but I think you just got to do the things that, you know, you have to do because one of my goals in life, man, I want to reach to a point in life that I don't want to have any regrets. Right. So I want to put everything on the table. I just want to do everything while I have the time and energy. You know, I don't want to reach to a point in my life when I'm like 50 or 60 and I'm like, man, I should have done this, man. I should have did this. No, I I just want to do everything that I want that I can possibly do right now, which is kind of hard because most of the time I would leave work. You know, work uh, nine to five, get up, work, you know, train, work for like an hour, work out for an hour. And then, you know, train some clients and work on the clothing business. And then before you realize it's like almost midnight. So, but hey, man, if you if you want to accomplish a whole lot, you got to be willing to put in the work and sacrifice. So I'm willing to do that right now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I didn't even mention that, that, that you... I mean, you look like you're in insanely good shape, not just like, yeah, I stay fit, but you know, clearly you work very hard at it on top of the full-time job, on top of the two businesses and whatever else you have going on. You know, it, I guess it's one thing to, to say, yeah, you know, you just got, just got to, got to work at it, got, got to grind, but yeah. how do you prioritize all of that? Cause I, I don't know. Do you, you have a secret? Do you have a method? I mean, you, you were doing four times more than most people who say that, no, I'm too busy. So so you must be doing something really right. No, I appreciate it, man. Um, I do have like every day I have like a to-do list. So basically I have a daily goal. I have a weekly goal. I have a monthly goal. I have a yearly goal, right? So in order to get everything done, I got to make sure I do my daily goal. So my daily goal is like working, you know, making sure I'm going to work each day and then coming up work, making sure I'm doing the things that I need to do in order to make sure my business um, is in a good position, making sure that I'm still making time for myself, my health. Because most of the time, you know, entrepreneurs, people, we become so busy, we, you know, we focus on chasing the money and then we don't have time for our health, right? And which is, I think is the over everything. I think health overall is the most important, right? Because no matter how much money you have in this world, if you don't, if you're not in a good health, it doesn't mean anything. So just by making time, prioritizing what's really important to you, and then writing down your goals, your daily goals, and making sure that you are doing everything that you say you're supposed to do each day. And then every week on Sunday, I take, a, uh, I take like an hour and just go through the entire week, make sure that I did everything else that I was going to do. And I just keep doing that. So it becomes, and once you do it for a while, it becomes a, ha- it becomes a habit and beca- it becomes a lot more easier to stay to stay on it.
I, I, it's not surprising, but but it does strike me because not many people uh, put like health and fitness on the top of their priority list. I mean, you know, we, we all say it's important. We all intellectually get that it's important. Correct. But the actual, no, this is my number one priority. In fact, I, I really only know one other person who, who says that. Um, uh, Bill Courtright was a guest on the show uh, years ago, was, was a champion bodybuilder. You know, he's, um, I think, late 50s now and still looks like he's about, you know, three weeks of crash dieting away from being show ready. I mean, he is just ripped all the time. Wow. Um yeah. And, and, you know, so again, it shouldn't be surprising that like you and he say, yeah, this is my number one priority and it shows in your lives, but it, it's, yeah. um, you know, I guess that's striking. What, what, whatever's showing up in our lives is probably our number one priority, regardless yeah. of whatever we say it is, you know? Um, yeah. and that's kind of painful. I'm just processing that as I'm thinking about it, but, um, uh, let, let's get back to talking about you and not, not going through all my thought processes, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, so, um, well, at what point will you be able to walk away from, from your day job? And I'm not asking you to announce your resignation <laughs> on the air. <laughs> um, but I mean, do you, do you have like a, a, a target in mind where you go, yeah, when the businesses are doing this good, that's when I step away or is it more of just play it by ear? Do you, um, yes, I do have a timeline. My goal when I originally started my job was a five-year plan, and then uh, next year, next year, next uh, next year, um, May gonna be my fifth year. But I gave myself another, you know, two years, so that way I can be in a f- good position financially, be able to like save a lot more money for my job. You know, making sure that I'm focusing more on the business, seeing the business growing. Then eventually, I can step away. So I would say two and a half years to max. Now you've taken a a pretty long term plan there, so five years and then extended it. Yes, you know I, I think you know we we were chatting a little bit before we started recording here. You know just that that idea of the the Instagram fabulous, where you know you start your business and you're you're rich the next day. All right, and I think it, that's an easy that's a very seductive trap to get into. Like, hey, I've started my business, I can quit my day job, and and you've taken the you know the totally opposite approach where it was very conservative to begin with. I mean, my, most people from my experience don't do a good job of thinking five years out. Um, yeah. you know, p- particularly those uh, on, um, you know, the, the, the older you are, I think the further out you, you can see, um, perspective. So, so I think that's, uh, you know, um, pretty long-term thinking there and then you've extended it. So, um, other than just being conservative and being safe there, what, what 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 is it that that makes you think so far out? Um, because I think everything requires planning. You know, we talked about earlier. Because I don't, I don't think you, you're just gonna like start a business one day and uh, blow up. Like we talk about, or start an Instagram business and then the next day you're successful. I think everything takes time. It takes effort. It takes hard work. And I and I still believe that you can still have a job and still build your business. It's all about time management. It's all about using your time wisely, right? I mean, if you have a job that is toxic for you, if you are not in a good environment, then it makes sense to quit your job right away and focus on your business. But for me right now, I love what I do for my job. You know, I still enjoy it. You know, I'm not in a toxic environment. I have a great team, have great people that I work with. So I'm not in a hurry to like, oh, I just got to quit my job right away. So I think we have to plan ahead. We got to make sure everything is in alignment. 
and then work on our goals. And then if we've reached to a point that we think everything is okay, then it's okay to let go of your job. But I see people say, oh, you just got to like cut everything loose and just go all in with entrepreneurship. And I don't believe that. I still think that you can still have a job and use your job, whatever money you have from your job, and then invest that into your passion and then work on that and let that grow. And then if you reach to a point that you think it's okay enough, you can step away from your job and focus more on your business or, or whatever whatever it is that you're trying to do. What what is your what is your day job? I mean, you don't have to mention the specific job, but what field are you in? Um, I'm an insurance underwriter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the underwriter, so I don't know much about insurance. <laughs> what, what does the underwriter do versus, you know, the, the person who sells you the insurance? Also, basically we do the pricings of whatever, let's say for a group looking for insurance. So we basically do the pricing, the number, figure out how much we're going to charge them and all that stuff. So we do the math, the numbers behind, um, uh, behind whatever the group looking for insurance. All right. So that sounds totally unrelated to me and i suspect it's not so what what for you is the overlap between your day job of being an underwriter and being an entrepreneur i'm sorry say that again yeah uh what what's the the overlap like what skills from your day job have you found really useful as an entrepreneur um i'll say everything you know just like by working with having due dates you know a project that you're working on having due dates time management skills, being de- detail-oriented. So everything, I think, from my day job actually helps me to become a better entrepreneur. So all the skills that I've learned, even when it comes to Excel skills, some of the skills I have learned from Excel and I have developed that actually helped me when I'm trying to like do budgeting on my own, you know, you know, actually working on a project, knowing that I have a timeline, you know, when it comes to business, having a specific goal, okay, I have to get this done by a specific date. So everything I think that I've learned from my job, I'm actually using that with my business, you know, cause I think it's kind of like overlap because I'm learning from people who are, you know, hire people who was in charge of like from my managers, you know, people, how to run a business, how to be a good leader. So all what I'm learning from my job, I'm actually using that in my business. Cause you can learn leadership skills from your job and apply that to your business. You can know what you can actually learn what not to do from your job and, you know, what not to take over to your business. So it's been very helpful for me, to be honest, with entrepreneurship. I like the way you've been able to to leverage that and uh, build upon what, what you're already doing. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I want to switch gears just a little bit here. And I, I know, you know, fitness is very complex complex everybody's different everyone's needs are different and all that but maybe what are some of the the mistakes that you see people making when it comes to fitness when they're trying to get in shape um wanting everything to happen overnight you know that instant results that 30 day abs program that you see oh you're just going to start a workout program one day and then within two or three days you're going to get the result that you want but however everything takes time because i've i personally personally been working out for about 10 years to actually achieve the result that I have right now. And some people just look at you and be like, oh man, how can I be, how can I look like you? But no, it takes time. Put in the work, put in the effort, you know, trust the process, knowing that nothing great happened overnight. Be cons- uh, be consistent, be dedicated, and eventually you're going to get to your goals like anything else in life. You know, everything takes time. But I think a lot of people just want that instant results. And a lot of people quit whenever they're not getting the results right away, even in life, in business, 
those are something I see really common. You know, it seems like people have kind of a, um, I don't think a lot of people know what they want. You know, I want to be in better shape, which isn't all that helpful because that could mean a lot of different things. When, when you're working with your clients, how do you help them dial in what specifically they're wanting to do? Um, for me, just like, cause right now, to be honest, like currently I'm not actually working with clients right now. Cause I've been so busy with, you know, building the, uh, the brand, mm-hmm. right? The clothing brand. But before when I was working with clients, what I tell them is like, have a goal. What is, what is it that you're trying to do? Why, why are you trying to get in shape? Are you just trying to get in shape because you want to look good? Or are you just trying to get in shape because you want to be healthy? I think by having a compelling goals, that's going to push you on days that, when you don't want to do the work. For example, right, if we have two people, we have person A and person B, and then person A is only trying to get in shape just for spring break, and then we have person B who is trying to get in shape because they're trying to be overall healthy for their family, person B is going to put in more work, right, even on days when they feel tired because they have a compelling goal. They want to get in shape because they want to be healthy for that family instead of just person A who just want to get in shape for spring break. So having a compelling goal and sticking to that goal and just making sure that you you do the work to achieve those goals because with everything not every day some days are going to be harder than you know others right you're going to you're going to realize that okay today I don't feel like doing it but if you have a goal right that's going to push you you're going to do whatever it is that you say you're going to do because now your goal is bigger than just you right so just have a compelling goal something that's going to drive you to push you to do more you hit on some, something good there. At least I know I experienced it. That yeah, not not every day do you want to do it, um, sure. and uh, that that bigger picture can be helpful. Well, actually, the big picture, as you mentioned, is very helpful. Not can be. So, what haven't I asked you that I really need to ask you, Diamond? Uh, <laughs> um, I think you pretty much asked some really really great questions, you know. But you know, lately, like my goal now is to. Because before I used to focus a lot more on fitness, but now I'm trying to like transition more into like uh, overall health, right? Because I think sometimes we spend so much time in the gym, right? And we don't even make time for our mental health, right? We don't take time to work on who we are as a person. And that's my goal lately, right? To transition into just becoming a better person overall, right? Not just looking good, but having a great body and now working on your mindset, right? Working on your mental part. And becoming over a good person because a lot of people we just focus so much we just spend so much time in the gym building our physical appearance but we don't take time to work on our mental appearance we don't take time to read books we don't take time to work on those like old bad habits and personality traits that might not be so great so that's kind of like my goal and what i've been telling some of my clients you know just work on overall becoming an over a better person not just don't just focus on the looks all the time focus on the overall package Become a great person mentally and physically. So, so where should the the all right? So, someone wants to follow your advice. Where should the average person start that then to to start working on that that mental fitness? Um, just doing things that will challenge you. Um, making some hard decision. You know, sometimes it's kind of like hard for us to do things, and then just discipline. I think even they can actually just start by working out because by working out you develop that physical fitness right and now that actually starts to like make you feel a lot more stronger you know think about it right when you first start lifting weights you don't just start lifting 50 40 pounds you start slowly about 20 pounds 
And then you build that strength. And now with strength comes confidence because now you realize you say, oh, before I only, I, I only started with 20 pounds and I can lift 25 pounds. And as you start to become stronger physically, mentally you are becoming stronger, right? So I, I would say start with fitness and then you start doing things that will push you. Start making some hard decision and read a lot of books. It helps do a lot. Read a lot of books. Um, surround yourself with people who are who have a mindset to become better. You know, have friends who are trying to be better themselves, and that's going to push you to be better. Well, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram at Diamond Fit Life. Um, Facebook. I have a Facebook page that I'm not really too active on it, but I'm going to be active on effective. Um, next month, so at Diamond Fit Life on Facebook or Diamond Grand. Or you can check out my website on www.diamondfitlife.com, which is my apparel, my apparel brand. All right. Very nice. So question I, I ask all my guests, and that is, how can the listeners help you out, Diamond? I mean, you push hard to help others. How can they help you? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um... I would say helping me out by supporting what I do, following my journey, you know, like supporting me, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, and whatever I do inspire you, just let me know. And it's pretty much, I'm not asking for a lot, so I would say that's how they can help me. And whatever question or tips and advice that they have from their experience, and if they would love to share that with me, I'm totally welcome for new ideas and how to do things a lot better and more efficient. So absolutely any tips and advice to become a better person myself i'm all in for that all right nice well you know just as, as we wrap up today um, you know there, there's been some themes just kind of going through the conversation no matter where we took the conversation it all really seemed to come back to the idea that you know you, you've got to trust the process yeah i mean you mentioned sure. that nothing great happens overnight uh, so for me, that's, you know, a great reminder and, and a good lesson for all of us. So thank you very much for being on today, Diamond. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you for having, having me on. I really, really appreciate you.